Hello, everybody. Welcome to Holy Half Hour. It's me, Kieran. I'm here with Michael. Hi, Michael. Hello, Kieran. I am here with you. How are you doing? Good, thanks. I am enjoying the Advent season. I'm enjoying the cold. I live in London town, as you know. It's not usually as cold as it is in Scotland, and I've enjoyed this cold snap recently. And um, mm, Refreshing. Yeah. I'm enjoying Christmas lights. I'm really enjoying my baby girl, who is still little, um, <laughs> giving her cuddles, soothing her to sleep, but doing it in front of the Christmas tree and like seeing all of the lights reflecting in her eyes and she like stares at them and she's like, oh, and it's so cute. Oh, and I love it. It's great. So, that, yeah. that is very cute. I'm a wee bit tired, bless, but I'm having a wonderful time. Yeah, well, that's good, man. That's good. We discussed a, a song, a sung intro, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast this week. But, you know, I just feel like Michael's was so good last week. That I'm a bit nervous <laughs> to give it a try. So, and also, we'll, uh, there'll be loads of, loads of crazy music in our bumper Christmas edition next week. Oh, so, yes. if, uh, do stick around, do stay with us for next week's episode, mm. everybody. But you don't have to do stay, stay here with us because it's going to be. You can get up, move around, do yeah. things for a week. Um, yeah. Don't feel that you have to yeah. stay exactly where you are now for a week waiting for the next episode. And we don't want to, to get in the way of your life. So, No, totally. You probably don't want to sit and refresh the podcast app that you use <laughs> for, for a whole week. Uh, but check back in with us or, hey, subscribe, why not, if you haven't oh, yeah. already. Tell your friends. Subscribe and then you'll get a notification. That's the way it works, isn't it, Michael? You get notifications think... these days. Do you? And I don't get a notification you... from any of my podcasts. Oh, apps. well. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> no. I didn't, I didn't know you could. I guess you uh, could. I guess you must be able right. to. And do you get them? Mm. Does it just be like, mm. hey, your new podcast is here? Is that what happens? Yeah, well, Apple, Apple Podcast does notify you when uh, your favorite shows often does notify yeah. you when your favorite shows put a new episode up. Sometimes you have to go into the app for it to give mm. you the notification, though, which feels a bit counterintuitive. Well, I, I have uh, a phone that respects my privacy, Kieran, so I don't have uh, uh, I don't have apps <laughs> constantly bombarding my every movement. <laughs> uh, well, the uh, Apple versus Samsung debate <laughs> will is scheduled for February, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely, uh, to be continued. <laughs> But hey, Michael, how about we get into this uh, Christmassy, Adventy edition of the show? Ooh, that'd be lovely. Okay, Kieran, I have another Christmassy type game for you today. And um, this is basically all based on a nice website that I've used a couple of times uh, called whychristmas.com. Now, Kieran, I am a bit nervous about this quiz because I... You and I were youth workers together many moons ago. And true. And I know that this is the kind of thing that we would have done a lot of times. Like more or less every <laughs> Christmas, we probably would have done something along the lines of these this quiz. So you might just get them all right. And that's okay. We'll still have fun. But basically, whychristmas.com uh, has lots of different things about Christmas. But one of the things it has is it breaks down some of the traditions around Christmas, both in uh, the UK and in other parts of the world. And it kind of gives you a reason like why we do these things, why such and such happens, mm. and um, hence why Christmas. 
And uh, basically, your job is I'm going to give you a tradition. Maybe for our international listeners, you might be able to describe what it is. And uh, then you've just got to guess whether it's based around Jesus or something to do with the Christian faith or whether it's not. Um, Yeah, and that's that. Okay. So the first one is a mince pie, Kieran. What is a mince pie? A mince pie, Michael, is a pie with mince meat in it. It's a sweet pie, a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. That uh, certainly we enjoy in the UK at Christmas time. I don't know for our international audience if they have mince pies too or something similar. But that's so. I think it's more of us um, broadly thing. what it is. Yeah, is yeah. it? So it's a sweet little it's a sweet little pie pastry pie with sweet uh, filling, which is called mince meat, but it doesn't have meat in it. It's uh, fruits yes. and sugar and bits of nuts and other stuff inside. With uh, cinnamon and other spicy type flavors that are kind of Christmassy, right? Yeah, very important to say that it's not meat. Yeah. It's not a meat thing. It's not savory. It's sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for that excellent first time smashing out of the park description of what a mince pie is, Kieran. <laughs> Wasn't it incredibly pithy? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't need to run up with that one. Um, that was take 13, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> me describing what, what mince pie is. We'll add in the bonus show, or if we ever have one, we'll put me floundering to describe what a mince pie is. Absolutely. It was horrible. Uh, it was a sight to behold. But, Kieran, regardless <laughs> of that, do you think a mince pie has anything to do with Jesus or the Christian faith as its uh, origin of the tradition? Yes or no? I think probably not. I think, uh, like some other uh, Christmas traditions that we have, certainly in the UK, mm. it's probably more uh, pagan in its origin, right. I would guess. Okay, well, let's take a look at our sound effects department. <laughs> oh! In fact, mince pies do have a, a Christian tradition. According to Uh whychristmas.com, mince pies like Christmas puddings were originally filled with meat in real life, uh, such as lamb, rather than the dried fruits and spice mix as they are today. They were also first made in an oval shape to represent the manger that Jesus slept in as a baby, with the top representing his swaddling clothes. Sometimes they even had a pastry baby, Jesus, on the top. Huh, nice. So there you go. I had no idea. Absolutely. Well, you see, that's why you're here. (laughs) <laughs> to learn all these important life facts. <clears throat> so tradition number two is something that you may not actually be able to describe. Uh, eggnog. Do you know what eggnog is, Kieran? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've never had eggnog. I feel like this is uh, bigger in America mm. and perhaps other parts of the world than it is in the UK. It, it's I, My guess is it's like an alcoholic, maybe alcoholic egg-based drink. But that's all I know. Yeah, I also have never had eggnog. But as far as I understand it, it is an egg-based beverage, usually made with milk or cream and sugar uh, and obviously eggs. And then it is alcoholized with some kind of spirit. So brandy, rum, whiskey, mm. bourbon, whatever. And yeah, I think you're right to say mm. that it's more of a more of an American tradition than a, a British tradition, at least uh, these days. So yeah, what do you think? Christian tradition or not Christian tradition? (laughs) I have no idea. 
uh, eggs feature in Easter, which mm. is another Christmas tradition. <laughs> but then, do, do eggs does eggs featuring in Easter have anything to do with Christianity? Mm. Possibly not. Mm. Do the eggs have anything to do with Christianity here? Possibly not. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. They don't. All right. So you're saying it's nothing to do with Christianity? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. All right. Let's take a looky. You are correct. Sir. Oh. Okay. According to why Christmas eggnog is traditionally American drink, but it started life in the UK as a kind of posset, a hot mix, a hot milk mixed with wine or ale or spices. Um, during Middle Ages, possets were used to help treat colds and the flu, which is maybe why it's around Christmas time, because obviously there's more colds and flu around then. So hmm. then it goes on to talk about why it's called nog, uh, but don't worry about that. So you are correct. <laughs> All right. Number three, Kieran. Number three, Christmas tradition. Yeah. Is it Christian or not? Mistletoe. What is the tradition mistletoe. around mistletoe, Kieran? Well, the tradition I know of with mistletoe is that uh, you might kiss under the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, if you're at a Christmas party or a Christmas gathering and there's some mistletoe hanging there, so there's an opportunity to kiss Absolutely. somebody special. You're not allowed to kiss the rest of the year. <laughs> no, you are allowed not. to kiss <laughs> at Christmas time you under a specific a year, plant. As long as it's <laughs> yeah, in the UK, in the UK anyway. <laughs> uh, in Britain, you're only allowed to kiss yeah. once a year, listeners. Absolutely. Although um, with with things being as they are in the world at the moment, mistletoe is banned unilaterally across yeah, all countries. Yeah, no, no kissing doubt. whatsoever of any kind, unless you got a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even then, it's probably risky. <laughs> yeah, pretty risky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Kieran, I I want to. Yeah, go ahead, Christian or not. I I want to say it's because it's like a plant based thing. Mm-hmm. I I think that it's probably comes from like more sort of uh, pagan or uh, non Christian traditions mm. rather than a christian thing but hey i've already been surprised in this quiz so i'm ready to be surprised again but that's by saint mistletoe <laughs> that's what you're going with you're going with a non-christian yeah. kind of pagan tradition yeah All that's right. what i'm gonna say let's take a looky Whee. nice you are correct and you are correct because mistletoe is a plant that grows on a range of trees including willow apple and oak trees the tradition of hanging it in a house goes back to the times of the ancient druids it is supposed to possess mystical powers which bring good luck to the household and wards off evil spirits. It was also used as a sign of love and friendship in Norse mythology. Um, but there are some churches in the UK that used to hold special mistletoe services in winter um, where wrongdoers mm. like, for example, the city of York in Yorkminster would come and be pardoned. The custom of kissing under the mistletoe comes from England. The earliest recording date mentioning kissing under the mistletoe is in 1784 in a musical. There was kissing under the mistletoe Mm. in an illustration in the first book version of A Christmas Carol published in 1843. And this might have helped to popularize kissing under the mistletoe. Huh. So there you go. Nice. It's a good job. All righty. You're doing well. Two right, one not so right, and the next one is... Boxing Day, Kieran. What is Boxing Day for those who uh, don't do Boxing Day? Well, today Boxing Day is about sales. Mm. In (laughs) 
it's like a black friday mm. but after christmas uh but but i think traditionally boxing day was the day uh, the day after christmas mm-hmm. day the 26th of december mm-hmm. you would uh box up maybe some possessions maybe re-gift some things give them to the poor <laughs> Stuff you don't or, like. or maybe uh yeah not necessarily gifts you just received the day before <laughs> oh, okay, but maybe sorry, clothes you wanted to donate or that sort of thing mm. or it might be you might be re-gifting <laughs> or maybe money uh i don't really know but that's my somewhere in the the fog of my brain mm-hmm. that's what i think the origin of boxing day is cool so in which case are you saying that it is a christian thing or not a christian thing i think probably a christian thing because it seems to be about giving to charity at least that was the original intention Mm. if i'm in any way right about this (laughs) well let's take a look and see if you're in any way right about this shall we (laughs) we are in any way right and yes you are almost exactly right Uh, Boxing Day takes place on December 26th and is only celebrated in a few countries, mainly ones historically connected to the UK, such as Canada, Australia, South Africa, and New Zealand. And in some European countries in Germany, it is known as Zweitviertag, which means second celebration. Uh, Blah, 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 Mm. blah. And starting in the Middle Ages, it was the day when the alms box, collection boxes for the poor, often kept in churches, were traditionally opened so that the contents could be distributed to poor people. Some churches still mm. open these boxes on Boxing Day. So huh. there you go. Cool. Is the arms boxes. Mm. Well, Kieran, 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 you already have three right. So you've already won. But we, <laughs> we absolutely just must continue to learn about these Christmas traditions with our last question. Which I insist on it. I, I insist. I insist that you <laughs> insist and I allow you to insist. Um, then I shall. Great. In which case, what's a Christmas cracker? A Christmas cracker. Well, Michael, mm. a Christmas cracker is a toy thing that you... <laughs> goodness me, how do you describe a Christmas cracker? It's mince pies all over again. <laughs> You're hopeless. <laughs> the problem, Michael, is it's very hard to describe a thing like that just it's really not like a mince pie a, a mince pie <laughs> it's really is not. a pie it's not like what do you describe. want me to say about what do you want me to say about a mince pie it's a pie with mince in it this no, is why it's not I because the it's idea is that a pie is I, I, the same I, I thing understand that there's meat. a whole see, yeah, yeah that's I, right. I, I, okay you're hopeless so a christmas cracker christmas cracker is today a christmas cracker is like a cardboard tube right, with good. a little thing that makes a snapping noise in it and two people pull on either end and whoever uh, is strongest or most dexterous <laughs> gets the half with all of the toys and stuff in it. So what does that and have inside? it comes with, uh, they all have a terrible joke mm-hmm. and they have a, a cellophane fish that predicts your uh, romantic <laughs> uh, success not, or, not or lack thereof. <laughs> uh, I always get that one, Michael. <laughs> And it always flops. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, and uh, you get a DVD player. You get um, a paper crown. Know, of course. Yeah, paper crown. Yes. Um, you get a nail file often. Mm-hmm. Basically, you, you just get a bunch of tat. You get a bunch of cheap 
slightly rubbishy gifts mm-hmm. but the real fun is just in competing with the people you're having christmas dinner with and seeing who can who can win the cracker mm. and then putting a, a a rubbish paper hat on absolutely it's essential it's essential part of the of the british christmas experience i think um so is it christian tradition or a non-christian or not a christian tradition Whew, good question i i don't know but I'm going to say, I can't think of anything about Christmas crackers, except that maybe they perhaps in some way resemble like the gifts that the Magi brought to Jesus or mm. that sort of thing. Mm. And the fact that they have crowns in them, mm. uh, often, usually, there's a paper crown in there. Yeah. So actually, I'm going, to say, I'm going to say it has some root in Christianity. All right. Well, let's take a look and see. Oh, I tried to trick you there with the crown. <laughs> um, no, these don't, in fact, have uh, any root in 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 religion or in Christianity. It's actually uh, they were first made in about 1845 by a London sweet maker called Tom Smith. He had seen the French bonbon sweets, almonds wrapped in pretty paper. On a visit to Paris, mm-hmm. he came back to London and tried selling sweets like that in England and also included a small motto or riddle in with the sweet, but they didn't sell very well. Legend says that one night while he was sitting in front of his log fire, he became very interested by the sparks and cracks coming from the fire. Suddenly he thought <laughs> what a fun idea it would be if his sweets and toys could be opened <laughs> with a crack when their fancy wrappers were pulled in half. Anyway, he spoke to a fireworks company. He put together these things and the rest is history. Initially, they were for That's... any occasion, but then he started to do special ones for special occasions, and then the right. Christmas ones really started to take off. And so it's just a marketing exercise initially. Right. Surely that's got to be made into a film if it hasn't been already. Mm. I'm just picturing Tom by the fire and like, that's <laughs> it. I've got it. I've got it. Cockles and mussels. I've got it. <laughs> and, and then he runs out into the street. I'm like, Tom, what are you on about? All his friends say. And he you, man. tried to convince them. <laughs> <laughs> you having a laugh? <laughs> he's trying to convince all his friends that this uh, crazy idea is going to work. Yeah. Yeah, That's got to be like a great feel-good Christmas film. I think so. I'm, te- I'm telling you, people will love it. Love it. <laughs> They'll Why love don't it. you write the first treatment of the script? And uh, <laughs> then maybe... Uh, we can we can approach some studios and see if we can get this get this thing on the road. Totally, man. Totally. <laughs> it's just that eureka moment by the fire. It's like uh, you know, it's like those moments that they have in these uh, you know making of the man type mm. uh, type films. You know, or woman or uh, whoever. Uh, you know. Anyway, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm looking forward to reading your script. And in the meantime, you got three out of five, which is pretty good. Nice. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Well, Michael, continuing on from last week's unlikely worship song segment, we are going to do some more Christmas carols. Woo! Excited for these. Now, uh... You may remember, listeners, from last week's show that I had asked Michael to listen to a couple of carols what I made for the show. Mm-hmm. And the idea here is that Michael is choosing the best ones uh, to feature in our Christmas special next week. 
So we listened to two last week. We're going to listen to two again this week. And I just want to know, are either of these good? <laughs> Probably not. But I'm going to make Michael listen to them anyway. And listeners, I've, I've tweaked the lyrics a little bit so that they are Christmassy, but they're also kind of about this show. So they sort of act as a sort of meta commentary on what it's like Ooh, to make this podcast. Very meta. So, uh, yes. So have a listen, Michael. See what you think. All right. Well, here comes the first one. I saw two men a podcasting on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw two men a podcasting on Christmas Day in the morning. And what was in that podcast treat on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day? And what was in that podcast treat on Christmas Day in the morning? A quiz and some bad music on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. A quiz and some bad music on Christmas Day in the morning. What was that music's quality on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day? What was that music's quality on Christmas Day in the morning? It's better that I do not say on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. It's better that I do not say on Christmas Day in the morning. <laughs> I feel like every uh, subsequent intake of breath between the verses was more and more desperate and sad each time. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> more and more wearied. Yeah, totally, totally. Can you tell I did most of that in one take? <laughs> Wait, which part did you do a second take for? I mean, obviously there was overdubbing, but uh, <laughs> oh right, I, see, I, 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 see. I mean that. I mean that sort of uh, yeah, the sort of the reason that it's a bit like drawn out and uh, <laughs> sounds slightly weary. <laughs> it's probably because it wasn't very tightly edited. Um, that was very, very good. Very, shocking, very good. I know. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, your your versatility as a musician continues to astound me, Kieran. What can I say? Thanks, man. Well, you know, it's what I do. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my job, <laughs> listeners. Hard to believe, I know, but it's what I do for a living, is make music. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you are doing that, and I'm glad we get to share in the uh, in the creative process of your uh, beautiful mind. <laughs> I'm excited to hear the last one. Shall I, shall I press play? Go for it. All right, here it comes. Good podcast fans rejoice, here come your favourite boys With podcast treats for one and all To delight and entertain, delight and entertain Good podcast fans rejoice, here comes a pleasant noise To men who should know better Who will have a Christmas leather with nothing to say So turn up your wireless device, sit back, relax, and in a trice you'll grab some mince pies and you'll stick them in your ears, stick them in your ears. (laughs) Now I see why you had so much trouble with mince pies. You think they go in your ears. (laughs) That makes sense now. That's right. I've asked for some noise-cancelling mince pies for Christmas. <laughs> well, you, you can get quite a lot of mince pies at a very reasonable price, to be fair. So if you stick enough of them in your ears, they probably will cancel out the noise eventually. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
Totally, yeah. Uh, again, yeah. Kieran, very good. But again, just like last week, I found that difficult to place which carol that is originally. Um, if this was actually yeah, a quiz, yeah. I think I would struggle to to get that one. You have, okay. you have to enlighten me. Okay. Yeah, so that one is um, Good Christian Men Rejoice. Mm-hmm. I think it has a Latin name that it also goes by. That's cool. Uh, I forget that name. But uh, but Good Christian Men Rejoice. Again, uh, playing a bit loosely with the melody there. <laughs> so that may be why you struggled. That but the start good. definitely sounds like that. The opening <laughs> few seconds. Clearly <laughs> That's I need to brush up on my, uh, on my carols. <laughs> Well, so Michael, you've heard uh, you've you've heard last week's uh, mm-hmm. songs and this week's songs. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite? I think my favorite one is uh, the first one you did. Um, mm. I think it's the right it's the right uh, it's the right amount of upbeat, along with uh, pithy. Um, yeah, so uh, my favorite one is is this one. The Kieran and the Michael are making a podcast. It will be about 30 minutes long, then it will be done at last. Yeah, I think that's I think that's strong. It's very strong here. <laughs> um, although I did also like Good Christian Men Rejoice as well. The other two were uh, were impressive. They were just maybe a wee bit sad sounding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it, it's uh, listeners. Michael tends to pick uh, whenever there's a choice between songs I've made. Michael tends to pick the shortest one, which I'm I'm not sure how to take that. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say. But no, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. In all seriousness, I think that uh, probably the pithiest one there is is the best one, certainly to play on the show. So. But here's the spoil. Here's the f- amazing reveal. I'm gonna play them all, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Kieran's plan it's gonna for... be back to back, wall to wall, terrible carols that I made. So Kieran's plan for the Christmas uh... spectacular is just jingles <laughs> from start to finish. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or... Maybe we'll even play that one about space aliens from a few weeks ago. <laughs> was, I'll add some bells to it. <laughs> that was a good one. The top, 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 three, three, three. Well, Kieran, today's slightly Christmassy top three is gift, meal, and friends. Gift, meal, and friends. Now, ladies and gentlemen, while Kieran is thinking over the top three, I'm going to tell you what it is. I have taken three words which occur in the New International Version of the Bible, and I have found out how many times they're mentioned. Kieran simply has to put them in order from least mentioned to most mentioned. And the words are gift, meal, and friends. Kieran, what are you thinking? Gift, meal, and friends. Well, there are an awful lot of meals in the Bible. Mm. So I think that's going to come out top, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's just a singular, as you said last week, mm. Michael. It's exactly what you searched. So yes. there's no, not even the plural counted in this. No. So it's gift, meal, and friends. Yes. Okay. Friends, plural. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think meal, friends, gift. Yeah. So you think meal is the most? Yeah. Meal's the most. Then friends is second. Then gift is the least. Then friends. Then gift is the least. Yeah. All right. You sure? You're going to lock in with that? 
yeah, I'm going to go with that. All right, let's see what the sound effects department says. Ooh. I'm afraid not, my friend. It is, in fact, friends at the top with 105. Yeah. Then gift yeah. with 74. Then meal has 20 mentions in the new international version. I, I don't think I've got it completely wrong before. This is very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah You're happy to have got like, everything I, I, wrong <laughs> i I, th- I don't think there, i don't think there's been an episode where i got none of them in the right place <laughs> it's quite so that's really interesting that. so, uh, yeah well yeah <laughs> hey i must be really clever <laughs> you've really got to try clever. to get it that wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff that was a tough one that was a toughie uh, it's not necessarily what what you would expect for sure so Mm. So what was the rarest one, sorry? Uh, Meal had 20 mentions, then Gift was next with 74, then Friends had the most with 105. Right, right. Huh. Who'd have thunk it? Not me, apparently. (laughs) I think especially, uh, yeah, the the infrequency of Meal. Mm. I see in my head... All, the Bible's all about meals. People are having meals left, right, and center in the Bible. Yeah. It's all about, you know, apart from God, the rest of the Bible's about food. <laughs> well, that's a thing here. A, a lot of the time of generalization. people eat in the Bible, but they don't always sit down to have a meal. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it might they might use the word Snickers, <laughs> but not meal. Yeah, exactly. Because that's not it doesn't really yeah. count as a meal. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, traveling to Bethlehem or something yeah, while exactly. you eat it. There's a lot of uh, mentions yeah. of perfectly cooked popcorn in an 80s microwave, but not that many meals. <laughs> That's a nice throwback. <laughs> Listen to the episode from two weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen. Stop uh, telling them all these uh, in-jokes here, and they've got to earn it. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. Okay, that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good job. I'm excited for you to try a very dastardly... Christmas spectacular top three next week, Kieran. Oh man, I'm a little bit nervous. You should be, especially, <laughs> especially after this week's performance. <laughs> Bible facts coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kieran with some Bible facts coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. So, Michael, for this week's Bible fact. Bible fact. <laughs> we are in. <laughs> we are in the book of Esther. Uh, we did Ezra and Nehemiah together last week, mm-hmm. both books together. Um, and this week we are in the book of Esther. And the interesting fact about the book of Esther, which I think some of our listeners will, will know, Michael, but perhaps not everyone, is that um, Esther, along with Song of Songs, is one of the two books that doesn't mention God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the Lord doesn't come up. He's not referred to by anyone. He doesn't speak in this book. Uh, he's not, at least not explicitly, uh, detailed as as acting in this book. Although, mm. of course, uh, over the course of the book of Esther, I think we very much see the Lord working uh, behind the scenes. But that's really the wonderful thing, I think, about the book of Esther, is that uh, while on the face of it, 
it appears to be a story that uh, well it is a story that doesn't directly reference the lord mm. uh it is actually a story of the lord rescuing his people mm. um i think during during the exile really saving his people from destruction ultimately and and doing that through uh, a, a woman called esther who becomes queen uh to xerxes who according to esther chapter one uh, ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to Kush, which I believe is Ethiopia, possibly. Um, we'd have to look that up to confirm. Mm. Um, so, big empire, um, very important time. And at this point, I think it would be fair to say Israel were uh, in quite a vulnerable place, uh, mm. the people of God. And, and and Esther is really ultimately a story of God uh, delivering them through the uh, incredible uh, circumstances of the book. But it's just, uh, I, I, I love it because I think it just speaks to how uh, the many ways in which God is at work in our lives and and we, we don't see it and we're not aware of it. It's a, it's a simple point, but I think it's one that bears repeating, you know. Um, so, so much of my life, I am caught up in day-to-day details. Um, and not thinking about the Lord. So it makes me think of uh, Colossians 3, uh, and I'm reading from verse 1 here. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds above on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And so I just love that sort of reminder to, you know, set our, set our eyes on, on Christ. Mm. And it's something that so often I find myself forgetting in the day-to-day of life. And particularly in a season, as I was saying last week, a season like this season we're in where mm. things can feel a bit dull uh, and a bit, a bit boring. Samey, perhaps, being stuck at home all the time in lockdown. Sometimes in my own life, if I'm honest, I found it difficult to pinpoint, you know, where do I have a kind of tangible sense of God working in my life right now? Mm. Um, But this is a great reminder that he is there and he is faithful to complete the good work that he's begun in us, even if we don't always see that. So uh, that's something I, uh, you know, I take encouragement from in the book of Esther, that, that we don't see God on those pages he is very much at work. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really key. And it's a great fact. So thanks for sharing um, that uh, we don't have to. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. God is working in our lives and the uh, the direction that he's taking us in is clear when you when you take a step back and you look at the, the totality of your life. Um, mm. When you look at the totality of Esther's story. It's clear that God is there throughout everything, even if it's not explicitly stated, like you say. And uh, I think it's an important reminder because when we are going through seasons, like you say, where maybe we don't feel the explicit leading of God, we can look back on the larger story of our life and be like, oh, okay, he's still there and he's mm. always been there. Mm. And that's really encouraging. Uh, so yeah, it's a great, a great fact and a great encouraging uh, fact to share. So thank you. Bible facts. Bible facts. Well, folks, that is all we've got time for for this week. So it just remains to say thank you for listening. 
and thank you for Michael for thank you for Michael. Thank, thank you, you for Michael, Lord everyone. For Michael, thank you Lord for Michael. Thank you Lord, Lord for thank Michael. you for Michael. Right and where we are. <laughs> his singing and his uh just his whole his whole deal. What a great guy. <laughs> Amen. It's all falling apart again, Michael. This is our seventeenth attempt to this end this episode, ladies so and gentlemen. Uh, yes, yeah, it's still the best one, which is sad, isn't it? Still... Lord, thank you for Kieran. For, thank for you for our listeners. And this is the best one. Thank you, Lord, that our listeners can reach us at hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. <laughs> thank you, Father, that we have a really great Christmas spectacular episode planned for next week. Are we doing a promotional prayer? <laughs> <laughs> That should be a like a, a warning at the beginning of Christian content on YouTube and podcasts contains promotional prayer. Lord, thank you for Squarespace. Thank you that I can easily build a great website that needs no updates, patches, or whatever as they say every single time. They always say exactly the same ad copy. Every single person says the same copy every single time. Oh, right, it sounds right. so disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, we've just invented a thing, Michael, a new marketing mm-hmm. technique, promotional prayers. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, see what we can do with that. <laughs> we're we're off to try and monetize prayer, yeah. folks. No, I'm kidding. We're, we're off really to reinvent that. the but it prosperity is the end of the show. And, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was say, I don't think we invented that, Kieran. <laughs> no, true, true. Sadly. So... Yes, we'd love to hear from you folks. Do get in touch with us, and um, we will see you in our Christmas spectacular that we were very excited about. Woo! Until then, bye! Bye!